Good morning and happy Easter. It's so good to see all of you. And you might say, well, you can't see me. Actually, in my mind's eye, I have a vision of you. I picture you uh, huddled in your living rooms, uh, as Brother AJ said, around your devices, just uh, tuning in. And, and I believe that one day we'll look back on this and say, wasn't it wonderful how we celebrated Christ through the airways and uh, through so many virtual mediums? This morning, um, I would like to open with uh, a song. If you know me, I, I do a lot of music in my ministry, and uh, I'm not going to sing or play. It's a song that I came across that has blessed my soul. Um, it's called Risen, and it's performed by the uh, One Voice Children's Choir. You may have heard them. They're, they're very blessed with not only beautiful voices, but a wonderful spirit. And it was a new Easter song written by Shauna Edwards. And I'd like to share that. Please uh, put everything aside and listen to the words and let the Spirit wash over you this morning. Even as it did me when I listened to this many, many times yesterday, thinking this is the message for Easter, risen. Jesus died in agony upon the bitter cross. They took his body down and laid it in a tomb. His friends believed that everything was lost. But when the third day came, the darkness turned to light. Holy name and see the name. 
I hope, as I said earlier, that you were blessed by that song. You know, um, I think we all know the story of uh, Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. And um, I'm not going to rehearse a lot of it, but I am going to refer to some of it today. You know, when uh, Jesus was given up by Judas and uh, he was taken and he was so uh, brutally beaten and spat upon and uh, mistreated, they shoved a crown of thorns on his head. Um, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be there that day. But as you follow the story along, if you follow in Matthew 28, I want to take you to after he has, has uh, passed away what occurred. It says, in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn toward the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to the sepulcher. And behold, there was a great, great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. His countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. And for the fear of him, the keepers did shake and became as dead men. And this is what I want you to focus on today as my message. And the angel answered and said unto the women, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And that's my message today. He is not here, for he is risen. You know, today we find ourselves, um, as I look back on and Easter's in the past, uh, they were very much unlike today. Our churches were filled. Um, I remember one 50 years ago, Sharon and I were dating, and we were uh, attending different branches of the church, and she was coming to my branch for Easter. And um, it was interesting because when she walked in, I, I hadn't seen her before church. When she walked in, I thought, wow, they, they must dress up a lot more in her branch than we do here. She was all made up, even had a hat on and looked very nice. And during the service, uh, unbeknownst to us, we got six inches of snow. And so afterwards, everybody that was all prettied up with their spring shoes and their bright colors, we were out shoveling snow and trying to get to our cars. It was a memorable Easter. I will take that one to my grave, I say. And this is a memorable Easter because of our circumstances. But today I want to uh, encourage you that it's important that we have the proper perspective of the circumstances that we're dealing with. We're all dealing with the same thing. If you saw my Facebook page this week, I had a mask on as I'm taking my walks. Uh, we've been, you know, staying at home for the last month. And there's uncertainty as to how long this will prevail. But today it's not about all of that. Today it's about the fact that he is risen. You know, we had, um, when we worshiped in Nashville, Tennessee, we had a brother there that was born in Greece. And he would, uh, every Easter morning, he would call us and he'd say these words. And this is my message today. Cristo Anesti. Cristo Anesti is Greek for Christ is risen. And as I understand it from this brother, there is a tradition, and that is that when somebody says to you, Christos Anesti, you answer with, 
alethos anesti, which is to say, he has risen indeed. And this morning, brothers and sisters and friends in Christ, he has risen indeed. And I want to call out, you know, we have a brother in our, our, uh, serve, in our congregation here that uses that phrase. That's a good call out, he says. I want to call this out. And I want to call out to you this morning that it's not Christ has risen, because that would put it in the past tense. But it's Christ is risen. He didn't arise 2,000 years ago, and that was it. He is risen today, and he arises every day in our lives to every occasion. I'd like to uh, invite you to join me as we look at the scriptures and look at Jesus in his risen state touching the lives of people and looking at their responses to his touch and looking at what those responses revealed to us about those individuals. And I'm going to move quickly through several personalities, and I just ask you to be attentive. Peter. Oh, how I relate to Peter. Peter said to the Lord, Though I should die, yet I will deny thee. I will not deny thee. Excuse me. Though I should die, I will not deny thee. And we all know he denied him three times. Once he was sitting around a fire, and a woman said, hey, I, I, I think he's one of them. And he denied him. And then, not shortly after that, another one said, yes, he is one of them, and he denied him. And then finally, about an hour later, they said, he's a Galilean, and he denied knowing Christ. Another personality, another interaction with the Lord, Pilate's wife. Pilate's wife said to her husband, the governor, uh, have nothing to do with him. For he troubled me in a dream, and I suffered much. Pilate himself, what did he say? We all know that famous phrase. I am innocent of the blood of this just man. And he actually went and washed his hands. But the fact is that he ordered the crucifixion of Christ, despite that disclaimer. The chief priests and the elders, they went before the governor, and what did they say? Crucify him. His blood be on us and our children. Oh, my. This person didn't interact with him, but he was affected by him. Barabbas. Barabbas was the one that was set free because they decided to crucify Jesus. It was customary before the feast of the Passover to pardon one prisoner. And Jesus was one prisoner and Barabbas was the other and they decided to crucify Jesus and let Barabbas free. I know you know of this one, Judas. Judas said, what will you give me, and I will deliver him to you. You know, we only think of Judas for that one phrase, but I, I do want to remind you that Judas repented. He took back the 30 pieces of silver. He said, I've, I've sinned. And we know the story of, of Judas. Now there are more there are more interactions that are of a of a not so um, pleasant nature, but there are several that are that are just wonderful. One was when Christ was in uh, Simon the leper's house just before his crucifixion. The woman with the alabaster box came over and anointed his head with a costly oil. And they said, what are you doing with that? You're wasting it. 
And the Lord said, she does this to my burial. And the Lord later said of her, wherever the gospel will be preached, what she did today will be a memorial to her. Imagine the Lord saying that about you. What Ken Staley did on Sunday, April 12th, 2020, is a memorial to me. There was Simon of Serene. You know his role. He was there when Christ was carrying the cross up Calvary, and they pulled him in and said, help him carry the cross. How about after his death, when the earth shook and when the graves opened, the centurion soldier said, and the veil of the temple was rent in, in twain, the centurion soldier made a declaration. He said, truly, this was the Son of God. And then last but not least, the person who interacted probably the most with him, uh, other than his disciples, was uh, Mary, his mother. And I want to go back to when the angel visited her, and what was her response? What was her reaction to Jesus Christ? First mention of his name, that phrase that I love so much, be it unto me, Lord, according to thy word. When Jesus was 12, you know the story, he went back, got lost, went in the temple, he's teaching. His mother catches up to him and his father, and, they, and they're scolding him, and he says, Wist ye not know that I must be about my father's business? And Mary took the position, it says, that she treasured up these things in her heart. Because, see, the Lord was teaching her, this isn't about you, Mary. This is about the fact that I have a son and he needs to be risen. At the wedding in Cana, Canaan, she went to her son and said, son, they have no wine. They're out of wine. And he says, uh, my hour is not yet come. And she turns to them and says, do whatever he tells you. That's faith and hope in Jesus Christ without knowing the ending. Mary witnessed the many miracles of Christ feeding of the 5,000, walking on the water, healing the paralytic at Bethesda, healing the man that was blind since birth, raising Lazarus from the dead. Oh, I, I can't imagine what it would have been like to be there, to have a personal uh, in-face relationship with Jesus Christ. And then finally, when, when Jesus hung on the cross, and he looked to his mother and he said, Behold thy son, looking at John. And he looked to John and said, Behold thy mother. I believe even at that moment that Jesus, that Mary's faith in, the, in God the Father was so strong that even in her hour of agony, she trusted him. So if we listen to the choir this morning, what's important? He is risen, and forever the world has been changed. He is risen, and hope was born again. Risen, and his wounds reveal the love for every soul. He loves every soul. There are no exceptions. You are not too dirty for him. You are not too sinful for him. You are not too poor. You are not too rich. 
risen, he set the captives free. Oh, imagine what the centurion soldier felt and thought when the earth shook and then the graves opened and the saints from before came out of the ground and resurrected. He is risen and he paid our ransom. He is risen and as the choir says, to bring us home again. So this morning, as I wrap up, what is your response? He has been alive in your life. Will you be like Judas? What's in it for me? Will you be maybe like Pilate's wife? Well, I know who he is, but I can't commit. Same thing with Pilate. Will you be like the priests and the elders who said, his blood is on me. In other words, I'm just going to take a chance. One of my favorite Christian comedians, Mark Lowry, says, I just don't have enough faith to be an atheist. I love it. How about, will you be like Barabbas and let an innocent man die in vain? I told you earlier I relate to Peter. One minute I'm bold and the next minute I'm not. Brothers and sisters, this morning it's Easter. Let this be the first day, like the saying so goes, the first day of the rest of your life. Let this be the day that you bless the Lord, like the woman with the alabaster box. Let this be the day that you take up his cross, like Simon of Serene. Let this be the day like the centurion that you declare, surely this is the Son of God. This is the man I want to dedicate my life to. This is what life's all about. It's not about masks and social distance, whatever they call it. It's not about any of that stuff. It's about Jesus Christ. Whether we live, whether we die, it's about Jesus Christ. It always has been, always will be. And like Mary, let your life be according to his word. Treasure up what he does in your life. Sit back and watch him move his hand. Watch him weave in and out of your life. Watch him take control. Oh, how many times, how many years I fought that. And thankfully, some wisdom came in, in my later years, and I'm seeing more of that. I'm letting his spirit move. Stand as a witness to who he is and what he's done. Tell everybody about him. Become a son and or a daughter of God. And in doing so, I can assure you, you will become a joint heir with Jesus Christ. So this morning, brothers and sisters, my message is Christos Anesti. Christ is risen. And what do you say? Right, very good. Alethos Anesti. I heard you. And may God bless you today on this Easter. We thought that uh, we would do something a little bit uh, unconventional and play a couple hymns so you could sing. So if you feel to, find your uh, Green Saints hymnal and uh, go to page 357. Easter isn't Easter without this song. May God bless you today. May you enjoy the company of your family. Just like I said when I started that I envision you, your face is sitting in your room. I'm envisioning our reunion. I'm envisioning when we can embrace again.
I'm envisioning when we can greet each other with a holy kiss. You know, they're saying we may never shake hands again. Well, that might be true as a nation, but I will always long for the day when I can hold you and embrace you and tell you that through the risen Lord, Jesus Christ, I love you very much. May God bless you.
what a beautiful uh, message of hope this morning. Um, and I miss singing our hymns. I miss um, hearing your voices uh, lift up praise to our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I so enjoyed the examples today of the many lives that Jesus Christ touched in the scriptures. And I loved how each fact that Brother Ken pointed out that everyone had their own unique response to how Christ interacted with them. But because he is risen today, he is risen, we have the opportunity to have our own interaction with him. And I want to remind you, as Brother Ken pointed out, his mother Mary, the words that she once spoke when she realized this incredible gift that she was given when she was pregnant with Jesus. And she said, For he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. You see, our Savior Jesus Christ, who had power over the grave, has power to change your life today. No matter what struggle or what affliction you might have, the power over the grave trumps anything you struggle with today. And just as he demonstrated his power in the scriptures, he will demonstrate his power in your life. So I wish each and every, every one of you a wonderful, beautiful Easter. You might enjoy time with your family at home, but I pray that you might reach out to those who are yearning for this Easter message. Who are searching for something powerful in their lives, whether it's FaceTime or a text message or an email, reach out to someone today that they might be able to feel the power that each and every one of you who have accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior have felt in your life. So we're going to close in prayer today, and again, we'll leave you uh, with the One Voice Choir, because what a beautiful song that was today. May God bless you. day that Jesus died in agony upon the bitter cross they took his body down and laid it in a tomb his friends believed that everything was lost but when the third day came the darkness turned